Good Monday morning and welcome back to the Risk Report. Today is March, I don't even fucking know, March 22nd. Um, and today is podcast episode number 25. Um, I know you guys are probably wondering, hey, uh, Roman sounds a little bit under the weather today. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. It's just a, a really bad cold. Um, I've got phlegm and some sinus shit. I don't know what's going on. I'm definitely sick. I just got tested. Woke up early at the ass crack of dawn to go fucking wait in line for an hour and a half to get tested. Um, because yeah, I don't feel, I don't feel well. You know, I've been coughing up phlegm. It started yesterday. Yesterday I woke up and I was like, yeah, I don't feel good. My throat is fucking killing me. And my girl could tell that I was uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I even texted my boss and everything like, or they, they were actually asking me to come in today. Today's my day off. And they were actually asking me to come in today. And I was like, and they were texting me that yesterday. And I was like, look, I'm fucking not feeling good. Like I'm, I'm coughing up phlegm. I know that tomorrow I'm going to be coughing up a, a lot of phlegm and I'm going to fucking have a really bad sore throat because I already have a sore throat today. And they're like, uh, at first they were like, oh, well, we really need you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, what you mean? Like, I work with kids. Like, we, we got to take this into consideration. I said, let me go get tested and all that shit, and, and then we'll figure it out. So they said, no problem. Get tested. Um, take the day off tomorrow. We'll handle it. You, you know, you feel better. And so, boom, finally got a fucking day off. You know, I got to be hacking up a goddamn lung but I finally got a goddamn day off. Um, so yeah, I woke up hella early. We went out to, uh, cause even my girl, my girl woke up this morning and she's like, fuck, I don't feel well. I got a, I got a scratchy throat now. And, um, so we went, you know, we went to the testing site and waited and just got the results back and it's negative, right? I'm negative for the COVID. Obviously we did the rapid one, but, for all sakes, you know, all intents and purposes, it's like, yeah, I don't have it. All right. Um, I'm definitely just sick, you know, and I knew it. I knew uh, like my girl was kind of freaking out like, fuck, I think we got it and this and that. I'm like, there's no way we met, we made it a whole year. This is my first time taking the goddamn test. You know, I've never gotten sick from it or anything. Like, I think I'm just, I think I just got a cold, you know? And so that's what it is. So. I apologize if it doesn't sound the the best, if my voice is a little out of it today, but that's what it is. Um, yeah, so th the line was, I guess it opens at 9 or some shit, but I was there at 8, and so it was kind of fucking dumb, because, yeah, it was one of the first ones, but it took me a fucking hour to just wait, so, you know, all these people that came behind me, they were getting their fucking test done. You know, my girl got the same result, you know, the same time result that I did. And she went like 30, 40 minutes after I did. So, um, and there was this fucking guy, right? You know, they got the guys in there, um, they're working and they're like coming down. They have you scanning a code. So you can make your appointment and all that. And, um, 
there's a guy there and he had like these glasses, but they weren't real glasses, right? It was like frame. It was like a lens without lenses, these fucking glasses. And they had, it had like this mask thing that covered your nose and mouth. And I was like, Jesus Christ, look at this fucking guy. He looks like a goddamn super villain. He looks like one of these fucking villains I saw in uh, in a Snyder's. I should have rolled down my window and said something like that to him. Like, yo, I saw you in the Snyder cut version last night. Um, yeah, this guy, it was, it was funny. He looked like a super villain or something. My girl was laughing at that. Um, but yeah, we actually did see that. Can you believe that? We did watch that Snyder cut movie last night. Um, we started it at six. No, we started at like four or five, four. We started at four. I want to say we were done with it by 1030. (laughs) It took us so fucking long, you know, between it and we had, we would pause, we ate, we walked the dogs, all that shit, man. It was such a long fucking movie. It's four hours long. I didn't even watch the the theatrical version. I didn't even watch the regular Justice League movie because it looked fucking cheesy to me, which is a shame because I really fucking love, um, I really love DC. Those are my favorite superheroes. Like Batman is my favorite superhero and shit. But at the same time, it's like, why do we keep making the same fucking Batman movie, you know? <clears throat> and so, um, you know, there were cheesy moments and and just like, un- I don't know, whatever. I'm not a director. I'm not a, you know, I can't sit here and fucking talk shit like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, you know, what's up with the with the screen format? He wanted to do the Snyder Cut screen format for four fucking hours of just like this shit in the middle of your screen you know you got like 20 inches off of each side it's like the opposite of widescreen instead of it being cut in half up and down it's cut in half from side to side and it really got me pissed it's like hey i I turned over to my girl and i'm like hey baby what what are people spending so much fucking money on these big ass tvs for when fuckers are going to be doing this and cutting our movies in half you know what i mean we're missing out on 20 fucking four inches you know, all, all for this fucking movie, all because this guy's got a vision. <laughs> all because this guy's got a fucking vision. But hey, what do I know, right? <clears throat> I don't know shit. I've never directed a fucking movie. Um, but I mean, overall, it was straight. We watched the whole thing, so it was good enough for us to fucking watch the whole thing, right? And there were there were definitely funny things. Like, what's up with every time? This is I, I kid you not. I kid you not. In, in an entire four hour fucking movie, right? Every time Wonder Woman comes in, this music comes on. You would think she's fucking Middle Eastern chick or something. Every single time she pops in into screen, she could be swinging a sword. She could be wiping her ass from taking a shit. You're going to hear, it's every time. And I would fucking crack up laughing because it's like, what the fuck, dude? You got to add that every single time. Uh, Diana comes into the screen, whatever. Uh, Wonder Woman comes into the screen. And then, you know. 
I'm over in the splash zone every time fucking Jason Momoa comes out of the water. You, you know, you got all that fucking water popping out and shit, and he's shirtless the whole half of the movie, right? The first two hours, watch that with your girl, all right? Because he's shirtless half of the movie, and he's just like walking towards water every time. And uh, I could feel it in the bed. The bed got real wet real quick. <laughs> I said, am I in the splash zone? And I look over at my girl. My girl's goddamn drooling, right? Out of both of her mouths, if you know what I'm talking about. Huh? <laughs> no, so yeah, she was excited about watching Jason Momoa, and I was excited about watching Wonder Woman. And every time Wonder Woman would come in, she goes, Hi, whatever the fuck. I thought it was, you know, I was like, Is this racist, Haley? Is this fucking racist? She's like, No, it's sexist. She's the only girl that's sexist. Every time. That play is it's sexist. I'm like, sexist? I think that shit is racist, bro. That's fucking racist. Um Yeah. So yeah, just a wild just a wild ride of a movie where I have no idea what's going on. You know? They had so much, so many different scenes, and you're like, what is going on? What's the time frame here? I didn't even watch the Batman Superman thing. I didn't even know Superman had died. Right, they're over here bringing Superman back and shit about three hours and fifty minutes into the movie. <laughs> um, no, it was cool. Whatever, watch it if you if you got a free four hours like me when you're sick, right? Um, but mine came back negative because it's your boy, you know, and uh, you know I got that good those good genes, right? <clears throat> um, if you got time like me, go fucking watch that. Right? Why not? Why not? Um what else? Me me and Haley been gaming. Haley been hopping on that Fortnite. I get on that Fortnite and uh we're just power coupled up. Fucking Fortnite and winning, you know. She's playing on the Nintendo Switch though, which I love that because I'm I'm playing on Xbox, so I play against these fucking crazy ass people, right? When you hop on her her stream or her, her game. It's like, I'm pretty sure I'm playing against Nintendo Switch kids. (laughs) And so I'm just fucking dominating. And so every time we play, I always get wins with her. Um, So yeah, it's it's fucking great. I love playing Fortnite with Haley. Um, What else, man? Oh, I asked something on Instagram, right? We got the Instagram. And by the way, we've got the Twitter out now, too. We got... um, at the risk report on Twitter. And I'm going to be posting funny shit. I'm going to be posting links to the podcast, whatever the fuck, just another social media shit. Check that out. The risk report on Twitter. All right. Um, but I asked on Instagram, what are things that make you cringe? All right. And I had a good amount of people type in what, what are things that make them cringe? So we're going to go over that today. Um, so I asked what makes you cringe. Um, some young lady said wrinkly old men. Okay. Um, I guess it can make you cringe. Wrinkly old men, they could be very gross, right? But what if it's your grandpa? You know, my grandpa's old ass man. He's very wrinkly. I don't find him cringy, you know, um, 
I guess maybe it's more so those girls. You know what is cringy is young girls fucking an old leathery man for a handbag, right? Is young girls fucking old wrinkly men for money and and whatever, right? To get to get shit bought. And hey, I'm in South Florida, baby. That is real. All right? That is as real as the day is hot. <clears throat> I've seen that shit. It's crazy. You know, um, that's cringe. That's cringy to me. All right. Not wrinkly old men minding their own goddamn business. It's wrinkly old men plowing some 20 year old fucking dime piece that is just so self obsessed and so fucked up in the head that she feels like she needs to bang a rich ass old man to get whatever she wants to get in life. You know, um, that makes me cringe. All right, let's let's move it along. Let's not get too crazy. Um, someone wrote in fruits. What are you fucking crazy? Fruits, fruit makes you cringe. Unbelievable. I love fruit. Who the fuck? Who the fuck doesn't like fruit? How does fruit make you cringe? Is it the sound of fruit? Is it the texture of certain fruit? You can't just say all fruit, right? What, you don't like bananas? You don't like apples? You don't like oranges? Um, cherries? Raisins? Anything. All that shit is fruit. You, you tell me you don't like any of that? Um, what's another thing? This has to be the same person. Ketchup. Ketchup makes them cringe. Ketchup. You know what makes me cringe is ranch. And I know I'm offending about 99.9% of white women out there. But you know what makes me fucking cringe is ranch. That shit is nasty. All right. And you'll only see white women fucking dipping pizza in the ranch, dipping fucking anything in the ranch. All right. Chicken tenders, fries, fucking. Crust, pizza crust, bread, fucking absolutely ridiculous. Ranch, 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 ranch. It's uh it's a staple for white women is ranch. You know, it's like people make make the, the assumption, whatever. Latin people like the beans and the white rice, right? And the black people like the fried chicken and the watermelon, right? Well, you know what? Fucking whiteies in their ranch, all right? How about these crackers and their fucking ranch? How about these crackers in their hidden valley? Motherfuckers. Fuck you and your ketchup. All right? Ketchup's okay. What, do you not have ketchup on, on fries? That's it. That's all I have ketchup with. You, you, you can put a little ketchup on your burger. Huh? How about that? That's so un-American to not like ketchup. But it's so white girl to love ranch over ketchup. Um, all right, let's move on to another one. Hearing people smack their food. All right. So, so a loud chewer. Yeah, that's pretty cringy. Um, like people that are like, yeah. And people that talk in between. Yeah, that's annoying. Like what were you raised by goats? <laughs> were you raised by llamas? Huh? Let's call that motherfucker camel. Smacking their food. 
Yeah, it's like you got to learn how to eat. My parents gave me shit my whole life for eating. I, I I thought that I was the worst eater on the planet, you know, because my parents were like constantly giving me shit about how I ate food. If I put my arms on the table, if I had my mouth open while I was chewing, if I made any noise while I was chewing, anything, my parents would get fucking pissed at me. Um, I couldn't say, I couldn't say that something was not, didn't taste good at the restaurant. If something came out to the restaurant and it was gross and I ate it and I was like, oh, that's not good. I would get smacked over the head. They said, we don't say that. All right. You just tell me, I'll go talk to the waiter. We'll get it handled. You don't fucking embarrass the whole place like this. All right. <laughs> all right. My parents taught me a lot of crazy shit like that of, of self-restraint or whatever. And to this day, you know, it's like, I don't, if I get something that I ordered and it's not something I like, guess what? I deal with it. Hey, guess what? I eat it. Did you know that? If I order something and I didn't like it, oh, guess what? I'm eating it. (laughs) Because my parents fucking raised me like that. Now it's like, now I got a little bit of leniency with my girl. My girl is definitely the one. To be like, excuse me, excuse me, waiter, so-and-so, you know, this is what's happening to the food. My, my, My man's ordered this or that or whatever, right? She's the one who can get it handled. I don't like, I don't like to do that, all right? I don't like to fucking be like, excuse me, dude, you know, um... I wanted American cheese, not fucking white American, like, or whatever the fuck. I just deal with it, all right? I eat it. Um... I don't know. And so whatever. I let her do that. I don't care if she does it. I just don't want to be the guy to to say it because I was the waiter. All right. I was the waiter and I know how that shit goes. Um, but yeah, anything that's got to do with food, just let your girl handle that. All right. If you're out, let her, let her have that. All right. They love that. They love that. Excuse me. Can I speak to the manager, please? They love that. And then you got to play. And then I'm the, the boyfriend, the quiet boyfriend. Babe, you know, it's okay. I, I'm sorry, right? I go, I'm sorry. All right. It's not that big of a deal. You know, a, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah. Are we still, oh, we still got more. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic here. All right. We still got more of the things that make you cringe. So we were on what? Hearing, hearing people smack their food. Okay, somebody wrote in maggots. Oh, yeah, that's gross. All right, just thinking about maggots has has got my hair standing up. All right, that is definitely 100% cringeworthy. Didn't people used to put maggots inside of um inside of wounds? Let me find that. This is gross. Maggots in wound. Oh god. Healing wounds with maggots. Uh, new research published in October issue, this was 2004, uh, issue of clinical infectious diseases has found that maggots are useful in treating deep wounds without increasing the risk of further infection. Maggots work because they eat dead tissue within the wound, which can promote infection. So they eat the dead tissue and, uh, and they get you ready for the new one that looks fucking gnarly. I cannot believe I'm looking at this right now. Whoa. Okay, we're tuning out of that. Wow. 
Wow, you want to see something horrific? <laughs> Type in maggots and wound. Oh my God, don't ever do that. All right, that shit was fucking gnarly. And now my brain is scarred. Um, definitely, that's top cringe right there. That's top cringe. I've never had to cringe more than that. Um, Karens, somebody put in Karens. Are Karens um, cringeworthy? I guess. And look, my girl's not a Karen. I know I was saying, oh, should, can I talk to the manager, right? That's a, that's a total Karen move. Um, but hey, sometimes you need that in, within your woman, all right? And like I said, women, there's something about that they fucking love. They fucking love to get that order right, all right? If that order is not right, if that order is late, if that order comes with less than it what it should have, there's a problem. <laughs> and look, ladies, my stomach thanks you, all right? My stomach thanks you. Um, okay, there's another one. Stepping in dog shit. Those, those are things that make you cringe. Stepping in dog shit. And I think the upstairs neighbor wrote that one. <laughs> yeah, because I'm bad with that sometimes. You know, sometimes it's like I see where my dog took a shit or whatever. We let him out. It's, it's kind of far away. It's it's away from anywhere anyone's going to step. And I just say, eh, I look the other way, right? I'm that asshole. I'm a piece of shit sometimes, okay? Um, I would say 90% of the time I'm picking up a shit. Right? I'm picking up stepdaddy over here is picking up their shit um, 90% of the time. But there is that 10% where I just fucking, I look the other way. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's too far. Sometimes it's too runny. Sometimes whatever, you know. Um, sometimes I don't want to walk with a sh- dog shit bag uh, three blocks. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I don't want to walk with shit in my hand for three blocks. You know, if it's close and I got the bag right there, boom, bada beam, bada boom, it's gone, right? But if I'm somewhere kind of far and there's not a fucking dog, you know, dog poop bag within sight, forget about it. I'm not even going to stress. If there's not a trash can near me or whatever, I'm not even going to stress it, all right? Fertilizer for the grass. <laughs> um... All right, I'm gonna throw in because that was in for that was it for the uh, things that make you cringe. I'm gonna throw in things that make me cringe. Here's one thing that makes me cringe: nail filers. Women filing their their nails at fucking sound. Can't do it. I can't do it. My fucking my hair's standing up just thinking about it. I can't fucking do that. When my girl starts filing her nails, I go to the other fucking room, and she knows that. Um, I don't know what it is. And then the same thing. It's like the nails on the chalkboard thing, right? If you got, if you got your fingernails on the top of, uh, the, the car, right? Not the roof of the car, but the inside. And you know how it's got like the soft cloth or whatever. And you're running your fucking fingers through that. No, Mm -mm. I don't like that sound. I don't like that feeling. It's fucking making me cringe as I'm thinking about it. Um, so yeah, nail filers, anything to do with nails. All right, anything to do with your nails, I don't like it. It makes me cringe for some reason. Um, especially the sound and just the fact of what the feeling is, all right, is is really throws me off. 
Um, what else makes me cringe? I don't know. I'm such a grumpy old fuck. I feel like everything makes me cringe. Right? It was like I was on the phone with my girl because she was in the line to get tested, and I'm I'm in the line to get tested. But we're you know we're both in our cars, and we came at separate times. She came way later than me. And I'm just bitching about how these people are just fucking standing in a tent and we got this full fucking line and no one's coming to get us and get tested and shit. Um, and I'm waiting a fucking hour, right? And I'm just getting super heated and I'm just trash talking this these people there. And, and you know, my girl's just fucking a saint just listening to my grumpy old ass, bro. When did I get, how did I get so fucking grumpy, dude? I don't understand. Why things make trigger me. <laughs> I feel triggered. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just like to talk shit. I, I think that's what it is. Maybe I just like to talk shit from time to time. Um we went to well, we went to Mellow Mushroom the other day. Um which was tight. That was my first time going to the Mellow Mushroom, right? I love fucking pizza. And, um, you know, we had just gotten our 1400 stimulus, or I had just gotten my 1400 stimulus. And my cheap ass is over here like, yeah, we uh, we actually got the free pretzels and beer cheese with the sign up, <laughs> you know? I'm over here saying shit like that. I'm such a cheap bastard. Um, so that was mellow mushroom. It was good. I liked the food. I didn't like the pep. I didn't like the pepperoni. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Thought it was some cheap ass pepperoni. I preheated it. I heated it up the next day. It was still shitty. Okay. Not a fan of the pepperoni, the, uh, barbecue pizza or whatever. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. But I think I'm just so used to like Sicilian oven pizza where they got that fucking Sicilian pepperoni or whatever it is. These tiny little pepperonis that are just packed with flavor, bro. Packed with flavor. You know, I could tell when you got that fucking Publix ass Hormel fucking pepperoni. You know, that $2.35 for 100 pepperoni slices. I could tell when you got that, you know. And that's what Mellow Mushroom had. And then after that, we went to this bar called Death or Glory. And um, fire. Those drinks were fire. I had a espresso martini. Um, dirty, dirty espresso martini. And um, my girl had, I don't know, probably the best drink I've ever had in my life. I forget what it was called. But it was like, um, God, what was it? It was like grapefruit and pineapple and other shit and tequila and Oh my God, it was tremendous. That's what I need to drink right now. Some of that. Because my fucking throat is killing me. Ugh, my throat is killing me, dude. I'll tell you what, though. I'm so fucking glad that I don't have that COVID. That COVID. What was Kevin Hart saying? That vid. I'm so glad I don't have that vid, right? Because um, that would have been two weeks out of work. Fuck that. Fuck that. Right? I'm, I'm going to kick this shit by Wednesday. Tomorrow's going to be another bad day, but we're going to get better by Wednesday. We're fucking good. All right? Um, No way I can miss two weeks of work. 
That's so crazy, dude, that you could get it and then you got to miss fucking minimum 10 days of work. Minimum 10 days of work. That's tough, man. That's really rough that that you could, you know, take somebody out of that. And then what are they supposed to do, right? Then what are they supposed to do when when they got to pay their bills or this or that? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I got two weeks I couldn't work. You understand that for most people, two weeks is rent, right? Two weeks is rent for most people, if that, right, is rent. And then the other two weeks is to have money for, I don't know, paying your car, paying your insurances, paying your fucking bills, paying your food, right? And any other subscriptions or whatever the fuck you got, right? Just paying. So this whole two-week shit of not working would have really put me in a bad position. And I feel for people that that's what it's doing. You know, and it's great that we got the stimulus check, but hey, like I said, that's that that stimulus at fourteen hundred. That's a month's pay right there for somebody. So you're you're maybe giving somebody a, a free month, you know. For the most part, you're giving somebody a free month. On that, what are they going to do for the next month, right? <clears throat> what are they going to do? But on another note, excuse me, it looks like the podcast is growing. Um, It's dope because I can see where it's getting viewed from, right? So most, you know, 90% of it, it's getting viewed in, in the United States. I've got fucking people from all over starting to tune in. I just got somebody from Belgium. We got people from New Zealand, Australia, uh, Germany. Um, Ireland, right? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing these crazy places. So shout out to everybody tuning into the podcast. I really fucking hope you enjoy it. Um, and, and if you're tuning in and you do enjoy these podcasts, I also make music. You know, if you're tuning in from another part of the planet, like, like how you are, um, I make music, Roman the Stoic, check that out. It's all on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, everything, right? Just just look up Roman the Stoic. Um and yeah, I'm 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 really stoked with the growth and the fact that, you know, it's it's fun. I really do enjoy doing these fucking podcasts, you know. It's it's something that um you know, motivates me and and kind of gives me a purpose to do to continue doing what I'm doing and to try and be better while doing it. Um, I actually got a question from a viewer on the risk report page and they typed in, um, so I guess a question for me to answer. They said, what keeps you motivated? Um, do you struggle with blocks when it comes to music? Right. And that's what they asked. So, so what keeps me motivated and do I struggle with blocks when it comes to music? Um, all right. What keeps me motivated? I guess just my mind and, um, the way I look at things around us and that, that keeps me motivated. That, that gets me inspired. Um, the thing that's always truly, truly kept me the most motivated is the fact I'm going to die one day. And I know that's super dark and I know that's really, 
intense to think about and to say. But it really is, you know, it really is the top motivator for the things I do in life. You know, it's the fact that one day I'm not going to be here. All right. It could be in the future. It could not, you know, it could be very soon. It could be super down the line. But either way, I want to make good music. I want to make music that people will remember me by and 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 look back and be like, holy shit, that's what he was saying? Like, this guy was crazy. I, I just want to be able to shape people's lives without even being here. Does that make sense? And with the podcast, it's the same. You know, so with music, it's like that. <clears throat> I owe it to myself and my soul and who I am. I owe it to my homie who got me started in music and his soul. I owe it to his family, right? I, I There's something that is a part of me with this. And, and that's been motivating in itself because the fact that it feels like there is no other option for me in this life other than to make music, to skateboard, to create art, and to share that with the world. You know, and the most important part about that is trying to do it to to the best of my abilities, you know, to the best of my abilities. So, so that's, that's what kind of keeps me motivated, right? Is, is life and death, the people around me, the people that have shaped um, me and who I am and, and my music and everything and my artistic visions, um, and just the fact that I feel this connection to it, that I feel that, you know, in this life, this is just what I have to do until I'm gone. Um, so the next question is, do you struggle with blocks when it comes to music? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, music's a tough one because, especially I, I've always been a writer. And... um with music, it's like something you really want to feel. And then it's also like you put out certain things and you want to um, be able to put out something that's just at that caliber, if not better. Obviously, you want to do it better and better and better every time. But you don't want to put something out that's less than what you've put out before. And so that could be tough. And writer's block is a huge thing for all creatives. You know, I'd imagine it's a huge thing for book writers, for songwriters, for script writers, for animators, for content creators, right? Everything, man. It just, these blocks, man, these blocks, they're real. And at the same time, I think they happen for uh, uh, the reason of it being like, you need to live life, you need to experience things, you need to Whatever the case may be, you're not writing, you're not creating right now. So you're going to have to do something else, right? Um, And it'll come back to you. And at the same time, you always have to push yourself, right? You always have to push yourself to create, but you have to live a little bit. And then you can force yourself, right? And by forcing yourself, it really could be something simple as locking the door to your room and start working on music. That's forcing yourself, whether it comes out good or bad. That's forcing yourself to put yourself in the place of that, right? Um, so do I struggle with the blocks? Yes, I struggle with the with the blocks when it comes to music. And, you know, this year has been the, the biggest block I've ever had for music. Um, 
in terms of financial reasons and in terms of uh, creative reasons, you know, because it's also like financially, I can't really be recording stuff right now like that. Um, you know, if you saw in one of my other of my other podcasts, if you haven't check it out, it's the um, what is it? Process of making an album. I go through how much it really costs, you know, on average to to really put out an album. And so, you know, if I was to put out an album of 12 songs and I'm getting charged $50, just to say simply, $50 an hour, um, and and it takes me two hours to make a song, so let's say I, it, may, it takes me $100 to make a song, and I got 12 songs, I'm looking at $1,200, all right? It's not money I could go out and spend right now. Right. It's like I've got other responsibilities. I'm getting older. And um, for now, it's like I want to do things different. And so the way I want to do it now is just have something ready. You know, not that I haven't before. I've always had shit ready, but it was like I I was always kind of just focused on me and myself and uh, music and this and that and investing in it. And I invested, you know, and, and there's, there hasn't been any real big payoff, has there? You know, it's just, you know, creatively and, and artistically a great payoff, but monetarily not a big payoff. Um, so it's like, it's tough. It's tough for me to want to uh, force myself to record a song because I could. I could force myself to re- record a song every two weeks, but I don't want to spend 100 bucks every two weeks on a song. You know what I mean? Um, not right now, because I feel like what I've written isn't where I want it to be, or what I feel like what I've made isn't where I want it to be. I want to do something different. And when I'm ready, yeah, no problem. hundred bucks, no problem. No problem. Right. Um, I'll put it out when I'm ready. And so the biggest block right now for me is myself and is, um, for those types of reasons. You know, for those types of reasons, I'm kind of holding off on on music, and it, yeah, it's a, it's struggling with a blockage right there for sure. But I know that I'm gonna make music, all right. Whether it's not today, I know I'm gonna make something. I know I'm putting out a project soon, sooner rather than later. I know I'm working on projects soon. I know I got people that are are motivated and inspired to work with me and reaching out to me. You know that they want to work. And I'm not gonna let them down. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna work. It's no problem. Um, but these are very real things. You know, writer's block, very real thing. Not being motivated, very real thing. A thing with me that that I've always seen is that I'm way better as a single person. When I'm not in a relationship, I'm way better at making music, recording, writing, and all and all that stuff. Right? I'm way better at at being that artist, right? Because that's all I'm focused on. That's the relationship I'm in is, is, is being that artist, you know, and I've been that for seven years and now it's different, right? Now it's like, I'm in a relationship and, you know, not to say that I don't have my moments of, of creativity, of of escapism, of any of that. Right. And, and it's not to say that she doesn't um, inspire me or anything like that, but it's different. It's different when you are hungry, when you are lonely, when you are reliant only on yourself and um, 
and it just, you know, tune into my music. You'll see what I'm talking about, okay? Um, heartbreak and loneliness and, and all this, like, dark shit uh, is what inspired my music a lot of the times, is what motivated my music, is what gave a lot of depth and content to my music. Um, and so now it's like, I'm, it's just, life is changing, you know, life is changing for me and, and I've got different responsibilities and it's just a, a a part of becoming an adult, you know, it's a part of becoming an adult. Am I, am I never going to put out music again? No, of course I'm going to put out music, right? I'm, course i'm going to continue to to pursue this passion that i have to pursue this as a career or whatever the case may be um but when it's right you know and and you know now i do have more of my space and it's it's like i'm just kind of refining myself retuning myself and figuring out what i could do without having to rely on everybody else to do it you know, without having to rely on a studio and an engineer to to work on my stuff, right? Because I could do it. I just got to figure out how to do it again, right? Because when I did it, it wasn't the best sounding shit. And I realized that when I worked with engineers and, and my buddies who were engineers in the studio, it sounded way better, right? And I know that and I understand that. And, you know, if let's say after this, I hop off and I write a fucking incredible song, and I, uh, I would totally decide to go up to the studio and record. I got nothing against that, but it's like I want to also just kind of cut the middleman out of it, you know, just record it myself, send it straight to the engineer, you know, um, create my own shit, send it straight to the engineer. Hey, buddy, could you take a look at this? I'll pay you for that, right? There, there, it cuts the hundred dollars to fifty dollars or seventy dollars, right? Um, her song. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> God damn, this fucking <coughs> this shit sucks. I hate being sick. I really fucking do. I never get sick, too, man. I I think it's been a year and a half since I got sick. I don't fuck with it. <laughs> I mean, obviously nobody does, but not a good feeling. Um, and I'm just trying to kick this shit. So, uh, I think that's going to be it for today. Went over, yeah, just go over, you know, what keeps me motivated and the struggles I go with and the blocks. And yeah, you know, I deal with all that. I deal with that shit for sure. But you know, what are you going to fucking do? Um, just got to try your best, try and stay as motivated as possible, live a little bit, right? Don't, don't let it stress you out too much and come back, force yourself a little bit to come back and figure out what it is, what it means to you, what you want to do. Um, maybe identify what motivates you and that'll make things easier for when you get a block. Does that make sense? Um, all right, everybody, that's the risk report episode number 25. I will catch you tomorrow. Hopefully I'm sounding better. All right. Peace. Rock, rock, rock.